listening to Sarah Cudmore from Homegrown Learning. So today we're looking at whether anybody can home educate and kind of the reason um, for doing this podcast was just the constant hearing um, of people saying, well, how can they even think about home educating? You know, teachers spend four years learning how to be a teacher um, and you're just a mum and all those kind of comments out there. And I feel like um, I had the opposite to that. I had the, oh, well, it's okay for you. Yeah, yeah, I can understand why you're going to do that because you've had 20 years of experience as a um, a teacher and a head teacher. And then I always smile that big grin from ear to ear as I say, hmm, yeah, it's funny you should say that. But I actually don't use any of those skills to teach my own children. So I've got to be totally honest and say that, you know, when I first thought about home educating and started um, preparing for it, I did that same thing. I thought, oh, it's, it'll be OK for me. You know, I've got all of that experience. Um, and I even set out literally on day one with like making a little model classroom and sort of presenting my children with something that we were going to learn that morning. And um I, I quickly realised that that wasn't going to work. My children started screaming at me and saying, but you're a mummy, you're not a teacher anymore. Um, and why are you changing your voice and trying to show us how to do things all the time? And it was kind of a huge moment for me. I had to reflect pretty hard on what they were saying. Basically, I didn't want to lose their respect. Um, and it was then that I discovered de-schooling and... Um, I have done another podcast on de-schooling if you're interested in that area. But we de-schooled for five months and it was that time that I just got the um, time to connect with them and talk to them about what they wanted. And they just definitely did not want um, a repeat of what, what school had been like. So from that moment on, I agreed we'd learn side by side and together. So kind of going back to the question about what what do teachers, what is it about um, teachers that everyone feels they've got the best understanding to be able to, to teach um, children? So what do they learn at university to become a teacher? It may well have changed a bit, but I suspect not that much from when I had students in my own school with me. So initially they would take a professional skills test in math and English um, before being accepted onto a teacher training course. Uh, they also need to, these days, have um, a C plus or a four um, in GCSE in English, Maths and Science. So do you need that? Um, you know, and I would say it's helpful to have that knowledge. I do believe it is helpful to have that basic knowledge. But I think with so much on the internet today, you can actually find tutor or online learning to support any aspects of um, your child's uh, learning that you, you don't feel confident in. You know, for example, I've never learned how to play a musical instrument. Music is, I love listening to music, but it's definitely not my strength. So, you know, I, I, I would potentially set out to find a music tutor or I would try and learn an instrument alongside my, my child. Um, I think it is really important, though, if you're not confident in an area of learning, that you don't portray that um, that lack of confidence. You just sort of say, hmm, well, I'm not sure about this. It's a long time since I've studied that. Or 
Um, I've not learned that before, so let's look it up and let's do that together because you can't be expected to know everything. And, you know, it's an example in school where maybe a teacher is a reception teacher um, and they may have a lot, or but they may have little or no understanding of what a child in year six would be expected to do. So there are many ways to become a teacher. And I did, I followed a degree and then um, picked up a PGCE course to convert then to be a teacher. But my degree was in art for the community and it had absolutely nothing related to education at all. And I spent three of three years doing that and then went on to my PGCE course. Um, now that con consisted of two placements with different age ranges and my first placement was purely about crowd management. Um, I was um, placed in an area of high deprivation, a really challenging school. Um, my first week was, was just observation of, of the teacher in the classroom and the children and learning my way around the school. And on my second day of observation, because the, the class teacher had been off sick for quite a while, there was a supply teacher and she was literally being pelted every five minutes with a constant flow of paper aeroplanes I basically couldn't handle that and took over the lesson um, and the teacher um, the supply teacher didn't come back to the school so for me that was about getting the kids on side trying to make the lessons fun so they want to learn but also trying to take um, take in the experiences that they were having outside of school um, to kind of make learning more real for them but I went on then to my second placement being more about focused on differentiation of lessons, you know, taking lesson objectives, making sure that everyone in the class, the objectives were split and divided and fitted into the different learning abilities that were in that class so that everyone would try and achieve something um, and everything was at the correct level for them to learn. But another route, so, but that... But with that, that's not if you're if you're delivering small groups or one to one that that's not applicable um, so much and is far easier to do than than a, than a teacher would do. And naturally, as a parent, you would you would do that. So another route which is probably more submersive is the 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 four year kind of B Ed course, um, which has lots of placements and longer learning about the curriculum their study is split more into sort of educational studies which is learning about the different types of learners classroom management school policies and behaviors so for example um they would learn that if you had a concern about a child in your class perhaps their behavior you'd track it you'd then share it with your special needs coordinator who would try and suggest some strategies and then if that didn't work you would try and get external help well, that's kind of in the same way that you would at home if you had concerns about your own child. Um, so they would also learn um, or study the curriculum. So take objectives, create blocks of lessons, ensure there was differentiation and try and meet all abilities, which is just as you would at home um, if you were formally learning. And, um, and then they would also learn about assessing children using school systems to track and monitor progress. And um, that that is really why I created my app Collage so that home educators could see the progress and and um, depending on 
what whether you were using the national curriculum with that or whether you were an unschooler and you were just wanting to track their progress and be able to look back on it um and it's paperless and you know many families start really struggle to store the evidence that they collect so um Finally, they would be getting experience of different age phases to consider the sort of changes in ability and the changes in the in the in the curriculum through the ages when they're at school. Um, but when you're teaching a really small group or even one to one at home, it is personal. You know that child better than anyone else. So you don't really need one to four years of study to do that. Um, you can also get teachers who have learned within the school so perhaps teaching assistants moving up through the ranks or somebody who's doing a um, what they call a skit um, placement which is within the school um, and nearly all of the learning is done in and through the school setting so following that qualification all teachers have to do their induction year in their first year on the job which they must then pass to continue on to 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 just being a teacher um it's quite interesting because i can honestly tell you that so i did obviously recruit lots of teachers over my time of being a head teacher and i think you know it never um it never had an impact on the teachers getting the jobs as to whether they did a four-year course a b-ed or they did a pgc or a skit it was purely about the better teacher on the day, the teacher that connected with the children. So, you know, actually all these different routes of becoming a teacher are quite irrelevant. It's actually about the skills that person has to relate to to the child. Um, so as a parent, you're doing your best to make things fun. You're learning alongside your child. You focus on the things that interest them, but you're also trying to broaden their experiences as much as possible. And when things don't work, you rethink things and you go on to do those things in a different um with a different perspective um what i love about home educating is that there's no suppression on on those questions those children are bursting with questions they're naturally really inquisitive um but the the as much as teachers try really hard to allow for questions and talk time and partner talking and all of that kind of thing it doesn't allow them to ask those searching questions immediately when they come to the mind, which allows a real flow of love of learning to develop. Um, as a teacher, the skills I feel they most need were the kind of working in a team, being open-minded, communicating well with others and being able to manage the class and plan in a fun and appropriate way for all abilities. But as a home educator... It really comes down to modelling a love of everything that you do. The children will like pick up on all the things that you do, the things that you're passionate about. They'll see you immerse yourself in things. They'll hear you question things and see you find out the answers. And they'll watch you, how you make, you know, how you deal with daily situations. And they will copy by your example. So they'll also watch you make mistakes and correct or learn from them but real mistakes you know in the classroom at school we would you know we would try and manipulate some of those situations to sort of really say to children it's okay to make mistakes but then it's all contradictory in terms of how their work is marked and things like that but 
at home, you know, they get to see real life mistakes being made. And that's a really good thing because that is ultimately how we learn. Um, so the real advantage I feel that a home educator has over a teacher is the bits that are not in the curriculum or that can only be taught at home through these real life situations. You know, um, for example, like you might be ordering wallpaper to decorate a, a room. So you'd be talking through what you're doing. You would be costing it out. You'd be working out how many roles you needed. You'd be organising yourself. All of those massive life examples and deep learning. So when you use your mathematics skills, you use your communication skills and all those kind of things to put um, to, to, to do something real, those are when the learning becomes deep and embedded and you 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 sort of cross those all those different areas of learning and um, they stick with you far better than if you're sitting with a workbook and you're sort of plodding your way through a workbook um, but like I love some of like Julia um, Bolgert's words like she really gives us permission to try new things her her book the um, the brave learner is one of my favorite new books um, I'll put a link on the podcast on the bottom of the podcast page um if you're interested but you know she talks about like the pace of learning but the pace of learning in schools is 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 so difficult because there is so much they've got to deliver in the curriculum um and so little time for it but it's a massive plus for learning out of school because the pressure on the children isn't so intense um and actually in school, it's really hard for children to kind of produce their best, most creative stuff when they're under pressure. You know, lessons can often be a bit too fast paced for some or perhaps too slow for others. And it's really hard for teachers to get that balance. So I think in essence, the answer to the question is yes, anyone can teach children. And in fact, when you consider that children might go on things like workshops about Romans at the local museum or that person's not a teacher, nor is the sports coach that comes into school. Um, they may have played tennis all their life, but they're delivering football as a sports coach. So I think I think the key thing to remember is that we all learn from anyone and everyone, and we are learning all the time. Um, so I hope that you'll just feel confident that you can do it. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed listening today and that this podcast gives you the confidence to believe that you can do it. So if you've got any more questions around this topic or any others, please do email them in for our, um, our listeners' time. But until next time, keep learning and stay with it. <laughs>